Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Welcome back to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. It's Melissa Joy here today, and I am so pleased to be joined by Stuart Ritter. Stuart is a 20-year professional in the financial services industry. He is also an adjunct faculty member of Johns Hopkins University teaching personal finance, and he is on the board of Making Change, a nonprofit community organization that supports financial education. And he's speaking to us from Maryland, where he lives with his family. Stuart, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, we're going to talk about something that almost everyone I know is interested in discussing, and that is retirement. In fact, it's a necessity for discussion, and you really spend a lot of time thinking about retirement. I do. And as we'll get into, there is an aspect of retirement that people sometimes aren't even aware of that they should be paying attention to. So when I'm looking at retirement, I'm looking at it holistically, and that's the financial side and the non-financial, more emotional side. Well, I think that is so valuable. I find that sometimes people get a financial plan and they just get numbers. And, you know, one of the core parts of a financial plan is that retirement planning. In fact, sometimes it's, it's the entire financial plan. And if you're only talking about the numbers and you're not talking about your life in retirement, then you are probably missing something. So I try to think in that holistic way as well. Um, but it, it, you can't just tell someone how it's going to be. You need to be an active participant as you prepare to retire in, in what your life's going to look like. Absolutely. I'll share a story of uh, some focus groups we did with recent retirees. So uh, it, it gave us a sense of what people's transition into retirement was like. And the moderator asked people to introduce themselves and just answer the question, what was retirement like for you? And one of the gentlemen used a word I had never heard anybody use before to describe his retirement. He said, I failed retirement failed. I, I didn't even know you could fail retirement. And and he gave us a story behind it. He said he got to kind of the age he was thinking about and he was looking at the numbers. So to your point about just looking at the numbers and the numbers were there and he's like, okay, I've got enough money. I'm going to retire. Then he said, so, you know, the first couple of days I'm sleeping late and I'm, you know, reorganizing the, you know, uh, spice collection that we have in the cabinet. And then I started moping around the house and then I started bickering with my wife. And then I started realizing I'm kind of miserable. I, I, I'm failing retirement. And the reason he was failing retirement was not because of the money side. It was because of that emotional side, what he was going to do in retirement, who he was going to be in retirement. He didn't even know that was something he needed to pay attention to. And because he hadn't, when he got there, he failed retirement, as he put it. So as people are thinking about retirement, it is both the numbers, the financial side, and paying attention to the more emotional side and making sure you've spent some time thinking about that and are as prepared emotionally as you are financially. 
That's so true. What other aspect that's a major phase of your life would you kind of passively let happen to you? Um, you know, in your career, you're, you're taught to be very strategic um, in terms of having a business plan or a plan and, and, you know, making a list of accomplishments. And for some people, it's natural to plan that time in retirement, or maybe it, it just is kind of a good fit. I'm kind of someone who my work week is, you know, filled with tasks and actions. And I, I kind of thrive in that environment. And sometimes in, um, you know, downtime, it's like, um, some of it is just rest, but it, you know, it's just like kind of a jumble. So I, I can see myself, um, kind of having that, that same reaction if I, I wasn't very deliberate in thinking about retirement. And, um, so, so with that, you've kind of created a curriculum where you, um, help educate and, um, discuss how you could do the opposite of failing in retirement and really plan for that non-financial side. Is that right? Yes, it is. Uh, As part of that research that I mentioned, we talked to recent retirees. We asked them what was important to being successful in retirement. We talked to people who were thinking about retirement. So essentially folks 50 and over. Mm -hmm. Age 50 is about the point where uh, people are able to kind of pick their heads up from the day-to-day activities that you mentioned and kind of look ahead and go, oh, that retirement thing isn't quite so far away anymore. Hmm, maybe I'd be to do some planning for it. Uh, So in all those conversations we had with people, we were able to distill down the the emotional things that people uh, can pay attention to that will help them, first of all, before retirement, as a pre-retiree, feel more confident that they've got some structure that they can think through, that they've got some areas that they can plan on to help them make that transition. And then when they get to retirement, they've taken care of the things that will help them be successful and fulfilled when they get there. Well, that's fantastic. I, I'd love to dive in and um, you know talk about those things. Um, when, as you've done that work, um, how do you get people started? What do you, what do you ask them to think about um, as, as they're approaching retirement? Well, let me start right here with a little exercise. Uh, So for everybody who's listening, um, normally I would ask folks to close their eyes for this, but if you're driving, please don't do that. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be quiet for about 10 seconds, and I want you to envision your own retirement. So take about 10 seconds and think about what retirement is going to be for you. It's so exciting. What yeah. could the possibilities be? But then it's also huge. It's a, it's a lot to think about. It is. And when I ask people to respond once they've opened their eyes and had time to think about it, I hear things like golf or grandkids or travel or volunteering in the community or sleeping late and things like that. And when you think about those responses, they're all non-financial responses. They're all kinds of emotional things that, as, as you pointed out, are exciting. No one says, well, when I think about retirement, I envision the social security rules associated with earning above a certain amount before my full retirement age. That's not where people are. It's about those emotional things. So we kind of start with people taking a little bit to envision their retirement, but then we give people a framework. So if you're thinking about retirement, if you're a pre-retiree and wondering what it is you should pay attention to, 
know that about 75% of people have spent time thinking about the financial side, but only about one out of three have thought about the emotional side, which is why we put this framework together. We give people five W's to think about for their retirement vision, five W's to make up your vision. It's who, what, where, when, and why. And those five W's give you some structure in which to start putting together the pieces of your retirement vision so you can translate it from a vision into an action plan. What are the next steps I need to take to bring these five W's alive? I love that. So as you are developing the five W's, can we, can we walk through, you know, kind of what, what thought process goes through? So let's start with who. What is is the who? The who is the who you will spend time with in Mm -hmm. retirement. And and we've put a workbook together, which, Melissa, you have and can share with folks who are interested in getting that. Yep, we'll have that in the show notes. So when you go to our website, you can find the guidebook, which should be invaluable. And it will take you through this. So in the who part, we, we have people start by thinking about who they spend time with today, because mm-hmm. as adults, we compare new information to information we already know. And then we ask people to think about who they will spend time with in retirement. And what a lot of folks realize is when they answer the question about who they spend time with today, it's generally two categories. It's work colleagues and it's family. And then when they think about who they'll spend time with in retirement, they go, huh, my relationship with both of those groups is going to change. I need to think about who I'm going to have relationships with in retirement. And it gives people the opportunity to start thinking about that aspect of their life in retirement and what they might want to do today to start building out the relationships of who they want to spend time with in retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people around you, your community, and your relationships, I think, are a critical component of healthy living in retirement. So if you are very thoughtful and able to facilitate a, you know, kind of happy life with the people around you, of course, that just helps with aging. Um, it helps with um, just personal satisfaction and happiness. And, and we're talking about a major transition. So if, you know, if, if your, your kind of social life was completely um, your work life, then there's a lot that needs to be replaced. Absolutely. And that will help prevent you from failing retirement. (laughs) So what are some of the other things that people need to be thinking about as they are collecting these um, thoughts that help them visualize retirement? Well, another element in the who section that we have, it has to do with healthcare. Hmm. And it's both whose wellness team, if I can call it that, are you currently on or might have to be on in retirement? In other words, is there somebody in your life that you will have to support their health care? Usually it's an aging parent. And if you have a medical issue yourself, who do you want to be on your support team? family member? Is it professionals? Healthcare is top of mind for a lot of people who are making the transition into retirement. And very often, again, that's focused just on the money aspect. This helps people think about that more emotional aspect of who's going to help them. 
and both of those who I'm spending time with in retirement generally, and who I might want to interact or su- with or support me uh, for a healthcare issue, again, gives people a little bit more confidence and ability to think, have thought it through ahead of time and think, okay, now if something happens, I've had some conversations, I've, I've thought about this, and I feel like I'm in a better position to handle whatever might happen in retirement. Well, when you think about it, healthcare is a huge aspect of the cost of retirement. And if you're going to be using those financial resources, which, you know, there's not a lot of flexibility there for most of us, it is going to be an expense. If you do think about how can you maximize those resources in a way that is most effective for your wellness, that's huge. And just knowing retirees who have a great healthcare and um, team of professionals in place, I I think of one of my mentors who retired to Arizona um, and lives in a community owned by the Mayo Clinic um, or near offices with them. And she just feels so well taken care of by that team. It's a, it's a source of pride and also has been a really important part of, you know, healthy aging and in their 80s. So that is a really big deal in retirement and, and, and might be overlooked as you're getting ready. And that that helps people again, get that confidence that that aspect has at least been thought about. You know, what are some of the other W's and, and how might you... Sure. The second W is what, and that's what activities you will engage in. Uh, it's very similar to the who when people think about the activities they're involved in today. It generally centers around two things, work and family. And then when you transition into retirement, well, what's going to replace that? What are you going to do with your time? And for a lot of people, that's liberating because they've had something in the back of their mind that they've always wanted to do. And retirement's that opportunity to get out there and finally do it. For other people, they haven't thought about it, which is, again, the reason we've put this program together to give people the opportunity to to think about it ahead of time and not wake up the second day of retirement and say, well, the activity I'm going to do today is reorganize the spice cabinet. Right. I I think that there are so many possibilities and sometimes you need to unchain yourself from the restrictions that we feel in an in a normal work life where if you you know so many hobbies and avocations require a lot of time. And so if you can find a way to to think bigger or differently, you may stumble upon something that you're really passionate about. I had a client who their first year of retirement wrote a movie and helped to produce it. Wow. And, um, you know, that's, it's something that he'd wanted to do for a long time. And I got to go to the premiere and it was a lot of fun. And it was, it was um, much more of a passion project than, you know, kind of a financial project. It was an investment. Um, but it was, it was so fun to say, no, we, we can make this happen from a financial perspective. And it, it fulfilled a lot of personal goals. That's great. It, it, spending time on that makes a big difference for people. That's right. And it depends on the person. Everybody's, you know, everybody's different. It may just be, you know, relocating for time with family. It may be travel. I would encourage people to think beyond or travel plus something else because in a year like this year where travel has been a top priority for many early retirees, you know, they're sitting, you know, looking around saying, well, we, you know, we have this whole year where the bucket list is staying, you know, nothing's being crossed off. So, so include travel, but also think beyond that. 
Yeah, and travel gets to our third W, which is where. So that's where do you want to live and where do you want to visit? So the visit part is the travel. The where you want to live, um, one of the things to keep in mind is people generally generally fall into um, one of a couple of buckets about housing and retirement. The vast majority of people stay in the house that they're in in their 50s and stay there till the end of retirement. Mm-hmm. There's another, the second biggest group of people who are, are the folks who move one time when they get to retirement and then stay in that new location for the rest of their retirement. So, you know, that's your classic, I'm moving to the retirement community and, and I'm done. And then there's another group that tends to move around quite a bit. But thinking ahead of time about what your plans are uh, for where you want to live and for all of these, if there is a spouse or significant other involved, making sure you get their input and you're on the same page as to what your expectations on who, what, where, when, and why. I've had a few people who really experimented with where do I want to live? I'm working with someone now um, who is going to try a couple different places in the first year of retirement, um, stay with a family member in two different places and see um, how she likes each community. And um, someone else I know, um, it's there's a lot of flexibility nowadays because you have the Airbnbs and Verbos, right? So you can mm-hmm. do a long-term rental. I, I know someone else who spent a month in four different places trying to get wow. a feel for the community um, to, um, it, to evaluate choices for a relocation. So you don't, you know, there's a lot of possibilities and, and not, you know, some people just know, I feel like in, um, in 2020, I developed a higher appreciation for my location right now. So for some people, you know, they, they have their, their um, touchstone and maybe they're thinking about a second place where they'll spend some time or, you know, there's a lot of flexibility. Um, but I, I love that experimentation of I'm going to spend you know, um, three months here and and three months there and, and see how I feel about it. Yeah, it gives people a lot of opportunities. And that, that takes us to the fourth W, which is when. And mm-hmm. a lot of people will say, well, it's when I have X dollars or when I reach a certain age. But that one gets a little more complicated because about a third of people envision work as part of their retirement. So that old True. definition of I work full-time on Friday, I never work again on Monday, has gone by the wayside. So some people will step out of the workforce for a while and then go back in and do it part-time or start a new career. And if, again, there's a spouse or significant other involved, uh, synchronizing that timing, it's important to sit down and think through the when a little bit. Obviously, there's going to be a range, but ahead of time, considering what might be going on is helpful to get people more prepared for retirement. Yeah, the numbers don't have to be synchronized about when you are able to retire and when you are required to retire. I love it when I can tell people that the choice is yours. You have the capability of retiring at any time now. So it's your shot. It's your call. You're not, you know, you're not, um, you know, kind of chained to the desk. And that, that can be liberating in terms of giving people the opportunity to, you know, have a transition where they just work fewer hours or, you know, it's not an abrupt, you're in the office on Friday and Monday, you know, you're never going in again. Um, and a lot of people do think that they'll be consulting or, or you know, have, um, you know, kind of a, a second work life in, um, in after the major career retirement. 
Yeah, and that links to the fifth W. So, so far we've covered who, what, where, when. The last one is why. And that's the the reason you're getting out of bed in the morning, your purpose in retirement. Why are you there? And having thought through some of those other ones puts people in a position where they can decide what that's going to be. And then when you put those five W's together, you've got a framework, you've got more insight into who you are and who you want to be. And you can start thinking through some next steps. What kinds of things can I be doing today to help set me up so that I can make those five W's a reality when I get to retirement? Well, I think that that why that purpose is so powerful it's it it matters in all aspects of life and if you think about retirement in hopefully you're planning for a multi-decade experience for most of us right mm-hmm. um in many cases we plan for 30 years of retirement and so if you really yeah. approach your preparation and your your days in retirement with that purpose and passion that why then it it really changes the possibilities and um so I, I really encourage people to explore the why. And, and fortunately, there are resources um, like your education. And we'll make sure to have that workbook available, like conversations with a thoughtful, holistic financial planner. Um, you know, it feels like a gift sometimes to do the work that, that I'm able to do because we can, you know, um, it's, it's, it isn't just a spreadsheet about what, how much money is available per month. It's so much more. Um, and so I think that this, this field of kind of envisioning retirement is going to be growing and, and coalescing over time. It, it won't be a novel conversation in 10 or 20 years, um, but it, it, your work is really at the forefront, Stuart, of that. Well, thanks. We, we put a lot of thought into it. We have some other fun activities for people in that workbook they can get from you. And our experience has been it has made people feel more confident, more excited, and more prepared to make that transition. Well, do you also have publication of the research that you did, like the surveys that you did of retirees? We have some white papers uh, for people who are really interested in getting into depth the on geeks. what these are. Yeah. Um, okay. And we can make those available to you as well. And folks can contact you and get them. Okay, perfect. Well, I appreciate the conversation. Having a vision helps you to achieve what you're looking to achieve and know what you're looking to achieve. So Stuart, thank you for sharing the possibilities of creating that vision so that you can truly have an action plan for success in your non-financial aspects of retirement. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.